me, you, and the driver, we gotta get this photo together. We gotta get this selfie. Oh, open it. Have you got a bag? A bag for fucking what? We fucking grocery shopping or something? We doubling up on these bags? I was like, wow. Women are incredible. I've been out here every single weekend since I've been doing this. Picking up people who have had amazing nights. Fuck off, mum. I'm sleeping. I'm staying here. Leave me alone. I mean, I've always said this anyway, that this thing has killed me. But see, I've aged. I look at my beard, mad grey hairs. It is mad. Welcome to or welcome back to my podcast, my book. I haven't actually, well, I have named it. Um, and by the time this podcast comes out, obviously the, the, the book itself will have a name. I'm kind of flirting between um, two names at this moment in time. I mean, it's literally just small variations in the title. But anyway, as I was saying, um, today I have a special guest, um, a young lady, a friend of mine by the name of Victoria. Again, before I introduce her properly, um, as with previous episodes, Victoria hasn't read my book, so it's worth saying my views are independent of hers. Um, so Victoria, just as we've kind of like been relatively open obviously, with each other, it's just like that as a driver as well. Like you can find yourself quite comfortable having open conversation with people. And I say that, A, because it really is like that as a driver, but at the same time, what I found like going into being a driver is that like when I, like, I always reference traveling and things that are quite close to me. So when I was traveling and backpacking, you didn't have a very long time to actually to get to know someone. So you'd go into whether it's a hostel or what have you, and then you'd be case of you'd be thrown into the deep end. Like if you want to get to know people, and be social, you'll sit down at the bar or wherever it may be and you'll introduce yourself and then you'll get into a conversation as to where you're going, very similar to as you would do as a driver and obviously in a cab. And obviously how you arrived at this point as to where have you come from previously um, and, and what essentially what you do. So that's how I find um, conversations in, in a cab and, I, and I'm sure many people can probably relate to that. A, drivers, but at the same time, riders as well i know technology has played well technology has changed the the dynamic of of women getting into a cab but more to what i would like to tackle today is how women feel getting into a taxi and a cab now there's a couple things that i want to mention i know you haven't even said a word yet like before like not too long before actually starting this conversation um, I've shared one or two chapters with people, and I remember sharing a chapter with with a with a woman, a girl, a lady, and it was one where I felt well. Actually, I don't want to go too much into that anyway. I shared it with her, and at the very end of my chapters, I generally have what I would like to call well, they're going to be called tips. So just like as you would get in a taxi, at the very end of the ride, you can be tipped by way of cash, compliment, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But they're kind of like insights as to my experience and what I'd call learning experiences and at the end of this particular chapter i said that i feel men need to be more mindful and kind of protect women and i say that because when i received what would be notes back from her she was like protect women what like what's all that about and i didn't quite get her at that point and the reason why i say this because i feel sometimes when you're having a conversation with someone particularly like myself um but it was a draft so maybe like what she could have told me like no sorry if i had explained it to her how i meant it she might have looked at ah oh, like he didn't mean it like that 
Um, but I was looking at something today and there was almost like two, I don't know if they're synonyms, but that two differences in the way you can phrase things. So I said, I think men need to protect women a lot more and be more mindful when maybe I should have used the words such as we need to educate people a lot more so they understand obviously how to approach um, certain situations and particularly someone like myself who is of an ethnic, ethnic minority, I would understand where there might be situations or I don't necessarily have to be of an ethnic minority. Like sometimes you put in situations that make you feel uncomfortable. And today also I want to have a conversation which to an extent might be uncomfortable, but it might be um, something which may educate me. And again, obviously I'm, I'm hoping there's some teachable points and perspectives. Um, so I don't want to preempt anything. I know we've had a conversation before, so I'm going to kind of like get straight into it. I don't know how long I've been talking for. So just very briefly, or by all means, obviously expand, give me your thoughts as to when you're ordering a taxi. Do you, I mean, does anything by way of safety cross your mind? So I think just the first thing to start off with, like, thank you so much for asking me to do this. Um, like, super excited to kind of like get involved in different conversations, particularly something like this that's not always talked about. Um, and then I think just really important is that anything that I do say or emphasize is my opinions only. Um, and I'm certainly not speaking for other women um, or other girls or ladies. Um, it's definitely my opinion only. Um, and so I just want to make that clear um, that it is subjective and these situations can be, um, you know, like it, it's dependent on who you are. So it's, it's not a blanket. Um, so um, I guess your first question was um, in terms of like booking like an Uber or a cab, like talking you through that. Yeah, essentially, yeah. So when what you, I mean, yeah, obviously technology has kind of changed change the game by way of anyone ordering a cab. But I want to say, like, if we're leaning on this topic in particular, certainly from a, from a female perspective, I think it's... I don't want to preempt anything. Yeah, but it's, it's just changed the dynamic of ordering a taxi or a cab, mini cab, an Uber. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, with something that like Uber or Bolt or Get, you have it on your phone. So it's much, much quicker, much easier to be able to order it than, you know, before, um, you know, when I was a teenager, you'd have to go to a cab station. Um, so, like, it's definitely much easier. It's more efficient. It's much quicker. But I think that my issue... Um, and I guess it's not so much an issue because we've got to be fair is um, I don't know how like, you know, so for example, an Uber driver, um, you know, how, what are the risk kind of assessments that go into that? It almost feels a bit like, you know, at the moment when you jump into an Uber, it's, it's anyone and anyone can be an Uber driver. So that's the first thing, which I think I wasn't mindful of initially when Uber came out, but the more cabs you get and the more kind of, um, I guess, circumstances that you, you, you're in when you're in these cars, um, you then kind of do start to think a little bit like, what's the protocol when they are kind of recruiting these people who are going to be drivers? Because essentially, my life is in their hands in, in terms of like safety for like, you know, if there's an, if there's an accident, but also, you know, I need to trust that person that they are going to take me from A to B and not anywhere else. So all those things go through your mind. So whilst they are pros in terms of it is very fast, very efficient to do it digitally, um, it definitely feels like, you know, that the scope in terms of the drivers is much wider now. So you could potentially just get anyone. 
Um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, there's going to be a number of things which I, I mean, I'm by way, obviously, I know I've been a driver for about three years. There's going to be some things I think I know maybe a lot on, and there's going to be some things I don't know maybe too much about. What I would say in terms of the protocol, in terms of recruitment, I want to say onto the platforms that I've been on, it's been a case of um, providing, no, so like with TFL, you would go through a process where you do your DBS, which is essentially your CRB. I know things have changed. And that's how you actually get your license. And by way of becoming, whether it's an Uber driver, a Bolt driver, or working on any working under any of these rideshare apps, you would provide your, your license, just like you would do your driver's license. And that essentially is what I'm going to say validates you um, and qualifies you to be a driver. Obviously, I understand, obviously, if you've had a few misdemeanors by way of let's say incidents, then you could potentially lose your license and come off or be removed from said platform. Um, but yeah, I mean, that is what I, that's what I was saying. May I ask like, and this is completely off the subject. So actually let's, let me answer your questions. I'm such a chatterbox. So let me answer your questions and not kind of move the conversation along to another subject. It is within the same subject, but it's just out of interest, but it's fine. I think I should answer your questions um, because then I will talk and you'll be here forever because I talk a lot. So um, I'll stick to the questions. So I think like just to start off with the first one, um, it's, it's super efficient, really easy, um, really quick to get, you know, to get from A to B. Um, so digitally, definitely favor that as opposed to going to get a cab or, or wait. And it's cheaper as well. Um, you know, the app allows you to kind of see where you're going. So you can sort of like, as you know, um, you know where you've been picked up, you know where you've been dropped off. You can follow the routes as well to make sure that you're going in the right direction. So all of those things are amazing. Um, I just think that because technology has moved on so quickly and things are happening so fast, there are certain things um, that I personally feel um, like a little bit unsafe is, you know, and, and I think my first thing would be, I know you sent me a list of questions, but my first thing is when, what time I'm getting an Uber. So if I'm getting an Uber or a taxi um, or a Bolt or a Get, because I don't want to just emphasize Uber here, is if I'm getting one during the day, um, I'm definitely much more relaxed. So I could be on my phone, I could be doing emails, texting, um, I might have a little bit of conversation with the driver. Um, so I'm definitely much more free and more flexible. If I'm getting a ride in the evening, genuinely I'm going somewhere or coming from somewhere and you know, it could be a dinner or drinks or a party. In those occasions as well, I'm dressed very different to how it would be during the day. So during the day, um, I may just have like, you know, a skirt and, you know, a, a, like a roll neck or something like it's definitely more, um, you know, subdued. It's definitely more covered up. Um, but then in the evenings, you know, I would be a little bit more racy. But and, and again, I think my idea of racy is not, um, you know, I'm very. <laughs> I'm very classic. So my idea of racy, we had this conversation, my idea of racy, I have this rule where you either have like the top open and then the bottom covered or you have the bottom covered and the top open. So my idea of racy, I personally think is quite um, subtle and quite neutral. Um, but I do definitely, I'm mindful of that. So when I am jumping in Uber in the evening, I'm mindful of how I'm dressed. Um, it's a little bit racier than I would be um, during the day. So I'm more alert. 
than I would be if I got a uh, taxi in the in the day. So in the evening, I'm much more alert. I'm, you know, very specific in terms of where I'm sitting. So I always sit on the left-hand side by the door at the back. I always do that. Okay, and, that's interesting. Yeah, so this is actually a safety thing that my dad has always taught me. And so I just follow that. I'm on autopilot with that and follow it. But also, it just means I'm close to the door. I'm not directly behind the driver. You know, like I feel like I have a little bit of control by having my own space in that area as well. Um, so I think like the, the time that you get a taxi definitely depends on how you feel and how you navigate that as well. I might be more open to have conversations during the day, um, whereas in the evening, I tend to kind of just not have that much conversation um, and just kind of keep it very professional. And if I'm coming back and I've had drinks um, and I'm, I'm, I'm tipsy and I'm a little bit dizzy, um, I'm then more heightened in terms of like being mindful, like, you know, are we going in the direction that I'm aware of? Is this a route that I, um, you know, that, that I've seen before? Is this a route that I haven't seen before? Um, and, you know, all of those things kind of run through my head. I have had incidences, you know, where I have been super drunk, um, and like, you know, insanely drunk in these cabs. And it's, sorry. That's all right. It says low battery, classic. Um, I have had instances where I am in a, in a taxi and I've been um, really tipsy, not super drunk, so I don't get super drunk, but I've been like really tipsy and I've actually thrown up in a, in a taxi a couple of times. I think I've done that like three or four times um, on my way home after like drinks or, you know, like dinners and stuff like that. And um, I have to say in all the occasions, the drivers have been such gentlemen, like they've all been, um, you know, I mean, bar one of them was very frustrated and angry that this had happened in his, in his car because now he couldn't work or he couldn't get any jobs. He was really rude. But nothing, um, you know, like it's his job, right? And he does need to make money. So completely understandable why he would be upset. Um, the only time I've ever felt uncomfortable was I was going to a dinner and I had a dress on. And um, it's the remarks sometimes that are made, um, you know, like, oh, you look really great. So you look really beautiful. Wow, you look amazing. Those remarks, I think, definitely for me, make me feel uncomfortable. They definitely make, if, if I had a guy on the tube say, you look amazing, you look beautiful. Wow, you look like incredible. Um, that's very different because we're on, um, we're, we're both on the same ground. Like we're both on, on the tube and, you know, he can go in his direction. I, I can go in my direction. But in a taxi, this guy has, you know, the upper hand. He's driving you. He's directing where you're going. Um, you know, it's all in his hands. So that's definitely very uncomfortable. And that happens a lot. Like the, the comments on what you look like and how beautiful that happens a lot. And that's uncomfortable. Cool. Just two things. A, also, I know you, you mentioned, obviously, that I'd kind of like send you questions as to, well, I wanted you to know the direction into in, which, obviously, I wanted to have this conversation. I wanted you to be comfortable. Also, well, in addition to that, I want you to say anything. When I mean anything, I want you to be comfortable. Is there any questions that you want to ask me? Anything that you want me to open up about as to my experiences, et cetera, et cetera? Ask a question. That's ultimately what it's about. Um, and the reason why I say that is because like, I don't know if those, for those who are listening, whether they've listened to ones previously or whether this is their, their, their first one. Like, I wrote a book and it's essentially my experiences, it's essentially my experiences, I don't want to go too much into it, 
I've ex- I would have explained it already. So it's essentially my experiences and my learning experiences. Um, yeah, my experiences and what I've learned from my experiences. Um, but I wanted to do this podcast and a number of other things so it can be actually a wider conversation. So I know, yes, I'm a driver, but there are other drivers as well who have had very similar experiences or very different experiences. And I think it's important to have that conversation. I mean, I've got you involved today and I've got a few other people involved in the conversation because it's not just drivers who are... Well, it's not just drivers. I'm, I'm sharing my experiences with the general public. So I'm sure there's going to be different views and opinions. So um, by all means, if you've got any questions, queries, anything along those lines, I'm happy for the conversation to go left, for it to go right. I'm happy to even scrap some of the, some of the questions that I've had. I just want to have an open conversation. So um, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I want a conversation with depth to it. So and it could be yeah. a very simple conversation, but ultimately I want a conversation which uh, we're both comfortable with. Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate that. I think it's important, especially with a subject like this, that we're honest and that there's depth to it. Um, And I guess, you know, I am trying to be mindful not to offend because you are a driver and like, it's not, you know, my opinions are subjective, right? And I said this initially, um, you know, everyone's quite different. But have you, like, what are your thoughts in terms of like, commenting on what a woman's wearing or how sexy she looks are you like you know because that that has happened to me quite a few times and I think sometimes when it's happened I I laugh and I'm like oh thank you you know and it's about instinct as well I know we have this conversation I'm so big on instinct if I feel when I walk into a situation I feel uncomfortable instantly then like I am I'm probably not going to engage. And if I feel really uncomfortable, I'm not going to jump into that taxi. So it's definitely very much a feeling of how I feel. Sometimes someone can say you look amazing and the feeling of it is genuinely like the guy thinks you look amazing, but it's understanding that this person is, has the upper hand in that situation. So if we were on a level playing field and you said to me, you look amazing, you look really beautiful, that's okay. But I think to say that in a, in a situation where you do have the upper hand, you are the driver, you are the one who directs where we're going. I might have put in that I'm going to, um, I don't know, um, the Ritz, and then you then end up taking me to, um, you know, the Mayfair Club or to your house. Who knows, you know, so you do have the upper hand there. So I think things, comments like, looking beautiful you look amazing I've actually had a driver who drops me off somewhere and he's like you look absolutely amazing I want to marry you and I was like oh my like I did flirt back he wasn't a good looking guy I was just being witty so I flirted back saying oh um um I think I said something like um you know as as long as you're like you know going to propose um in in a in a beautiful way then like yeah absolutely and you know like had a little banter back and forth and then he took it further and said actually what I'm going to do is I'm going to drop you off and then after when you finish I'll be outside waiting so I'll take you back home and I was like that's not how it works because I have to put into the app that you someone's going to collect me no 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 I'll wait for you that scared me and that's where there is that upper hand and I think that's where you know there needs to be more mindfulness around how you know, there's a time and a place for comments like that. Cool. I'm glad you said that. Um, there's a number of things that you said. No, so um, I was going to ask you, what are your thoughts during a ride? But I think you've kind of, um, I, think you've, I think you've pretty much answered. Um, safety. The most important thing, my thoughts are safety all the cool. time. Like, do I feel comfortable on in my instincts? 
you know, am I comfortable? Is, does this guy seem okay? Um, you know, how, how do I feel? And that, like I said earlier, depends on whether it's during the day or in the evening. In the evening, much more heightened. I'm definitely, you know, thinking, how do I feel? Do I feel safe? following the app are we going the right way and then in the day I'm perhaps less um, strict about it but safety and it's not safety as an accident that hardly ever comes up it's safety as am I going to be taken somewhere is that most of the time but do you know what it is as well I've heard stories and you know touch wood that I haven't been in this situation and you know I don't take it for granted that for the most part, because I do take taxis quite often. Um, I have heard situations where um, some, someone's told me that they're someone close to them. So a friend of mine's mum had advances made at her that this taxi driver almost raped her, you know, so that's stuck in my mind. So maybe I'm coming at it from a more, I've heard this before, so I'm mindful, but my all the time, especially in the evening, if I'm tipsy, if I've got something a little bit racy on, most of the time I'm thinking safety in terms of I don't want to be taken away somewhere and something happened to me, like, you know, in, in that way. Cool. I want to ask you a question. Your, your question was um, essentially, do I, um, do, I give do I give comments or compliments? The answer is no. And there's a number of reasons why. A, I don't I, like... I don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable. And I think a lot of people, and I'm going to say drivers in particular, will already know what the parameters are as to um, either making comments or things that have happened in the past as to people being um, allegations, let's say, as to sexual assault, et cetera, et cetera. And also my dad was a black cab driver. So I'm already aware of this more so rather, I'm, I'm, I'm more so aware is essentially what I'm trying to say. So the answer is no. I never really gave compliments or comments of that nature. Again, obviously, you might have a laugh and a joke between people, but as to actually complimenting a female, no, not really. And primarily because of things of really what you said. The last thing I want is for someone to be in my car, in my cab, my car, and to feel uncomfortable because ultimately that's not what the experience is about. There's something I did actually want to add to that, um, which I think I've actually forgot. Um, yeah, so I know, like, as I've explained to obviously yourself and to other people as well, my journey as a driver, I, who's to say, I mean, I don't plan on driving anymore. I mean, who, at, at this moment in time. So we're recording this in July. I'd be very surprised if I, if I become a driver, certainly long term for another six, eight, seven months because A, of the circumstances, but B, because it's not what I wanted to do. So for me, it was always short term. And in so... I had a plan on getting from, well, excuse the pun, from A to B. And I didn't really want anything to get in the way of that. So I didn't want to, I mean, by, I mean, let's say it's an honest compliment. All right. Sometimes these things can be taken and misconstrued. I didn't want to find myself in a place where I offered a, com offered a, co a compliment, sorry. And it was mis misconstrued. And then you find yourself in trouble. I was very, very weary of those things. And again, I've probably said these on other episodes is I often looked at it. Well, I didn't need to look at it like this, but I made, I, I made it very black and white. You could be in my cab. I could offer you a compliment. Um, you could take it the wrong way. Yeah, you could take it the wrong way. And I could find myself in trouble and I could find myself kicked off the platform. 
I was using this as a vehicle for moving from essentially from London to Barcelona and doing a lot of my work, whether it's the book or, or doing other or working on other projects um, at home in Barcelona. The last thing I would have needed was to put myself in a situation where I was going to find myself out of work because I couldn't control myself, which is the yeah. truth of the matter. Yeah. And I think that's amazing that you have that um, mindset. And I think that mindset comes with a discipline as well, because aside of the fact that you're using this platform to go from, um, you know, A to B, <laughs> um, you know, the fact that, you know, you're, you're being disciplined about it and being like, actually, I can't put myself in this position because I don't want to get kicked off this platform and then essentially lose my job. I think on the other side of that is that we are human and you could, you know, a beautiful woman could get into, into a cab and, you know, discipline's great and we all like have disciplines, but then at the core of that, we are human as well. And discipline is something that you exercise and you become better and better at, but there are moments when you are human and great that you haven't had this before. Um, but I think that I don't, I've never felt that the drivers that have made these comments are doing it in a way that's, um, you know, that they're directed in a way where they want to take advantage. I think they're doing it in a human way. You see a beautiful woman or you see a woman who looks great and then you make the compliments. So it's a natural human thing like, oh, you look amazing. Wow, you look great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I get that and I get the human side of it. I think the discipline side of it, like you said, is where that needs to be exercised more. Exactly how you say is actually as much as I'm human and I can see that this is a, a beautiful woman and she looks great, what are the consequences of that? And the consequences and the risk of that are so high that it's not worth it. So I think that's the thing. I'm, I don't ever think that anyone's, you know, making comments to be like, I'm going to make a comment to make her feel uncomfortable. I think it's perhaps coming from a human place but it is the discipline of actually you might be coming from a human place, but from another person's perspective, that can be really uncomfortable. Definitely. Um, Do you know what you sent me? You're about to speak. I told you I was a chatable. Just really quickly, whilst we're on this subject, you sent me this message um, when you sent me the list of stuff is that there have been incidences where, um, people have hooked up with with drivers. They've like slept with drivers or yeah. have stands with switch phone numbers. So I think it's also remembering that it's not just from the driver's perspective, that the passenger as well. You know, fr from what I'm hearing, they are also advancing. And you know, we had a joke where um, you asked me like if a, if a driver was super hot would I sleep with him? And I was like, I 100% would not sleep with him, but I would flirt with him. And then, and, and me saying I'd flirt with him was completely a joke in, sen in the sense that, similar to you, I need to exercise that discipline. He might be super hot, but me flirting with him might blur those lines. Um, and I realized that there are people who perhaps might not have that discipline and be more human and be like, oh my God, he was hot and switch numbers. So it's a two-sided thing. I don't think it should be, um, heavily laid on just drivers. I think that, you know, we're hearing more and more actually passengers who are making advances. And if you open that door and you're like, actually, you're super hot and I'm flirting with you, then more times out of not, the driver is going to kind of go with this, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, like, 
it's, I mean, it's a shame I'm only one person and there's not more drivers obviously having this conversation. I'm talking about today. Not to say that drivers ain't having this conversation. Like, I'll be very honest. I, I, I was seeing someone at one point in my experience, obviously, as a driver. And even when that happened... as you were seeing a passenger. Yeah, I'm being honest. And I can... I can, yeah. I can, I can, I can I'm always about to blush, but I mean, like, I can pretend... Come on, how does that work? So, like, if you're... Number one, does this... Do you then give this passenger, like, because you've started seeing each other, can you then bump up her ratings? Because I've got a really bad rating, so can you then... We can go to your rating very shortly, but, um, sorry, say that your question was, can I, I was, can I improve her rating? Yeah, because, like, you know, now you're with her, so you have the, you know, you can bump up her rating, you can give her some free rides, like... <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to answer all those questions. Um, firstly, um, as to her rating, no, you can only um, say score her rating on that. As to that journey, so after that journey, there's no, there's, there's obviously there's no unless you happen to pick her up by chance again. I can't actually score or improve her rating if that makes any that's sense. So annoying. So I said again. I said that's so annoying. My rating's so bad. I'm going to get to that in just a moment. And then, oh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, yeah, as to, as to ratings, I mean, I've had this conversation with, like, with other drivers. No driver has time to be thinking about how good, bad, or indifferent the, the, the rider was in the cab. Unless you have gone out of your way to make it uncomfortable for me, is only when I'm going to go out of my way to make it not uncomfortable for you, but actually um, give you a bad rating. Like, yeah. more often than not, you just want to finish that journey and then go on to the next journey unless yeah. that person has done something to um irritate you or make your journey as in my journey uncomfortable i ain't yeah. trying to be thinking about oh after you've left the car i don't even remember what your name is i was like it's almost next it's a great experience no no no. sorry if i had a great conversation with you then obviously i remember who you are that's that's why i wrote a book but by and large sometimes i could have had a, i could have had a great conversation with someone and I could have had a journey with someone where they didn't say a word. Unfortunately, they, fortunately or unfortunately, I would have both given them like a, a five star as to I'm not really thinking too deeply about um, the rating. I don't have time to be sitting around. Um, the person sat still and I don't have that sort of time. Yeah. I mean, like I've had some amazing conversations, particularly with like old African men in Uber drivers, like, the old African men, like I've had some amazing conversations with them. Um, and then I've remembered them to this day. Of course, I don't know their names. And I don't have their details, but I've remembered them to this day just because the conversations were so impactful. And there's, I've come out of the Uber with some learns like, Oh, I didn't think about that. And, you know, I've kind of like learnt um, some things from them. So there's, there's been some great conversations, but I just like, you, you know, you mentioned that you've, You've been, you've seen someone who was a passenger. How does that work? Like, you know. Cool. Now I'm glad you said that because at the back of my mind, I was thinking she said something which I didn't quite answer. So as I said, like I had, I had, a, I actually had a set of rules. So it wasn't a case of it was something um, I was just mindful of. I had a set of rules, and ah, oh, so I'll, I'll break it down a little bit more. I didn't really want to. If I'm honest, I didn't really want to talk about her too much, not out of respect or dis disrespect for her. I just wanted to avoid describing her or describing but i don't think you need to describe her like just maybe like i'm more interested in understanding because remember when i get in an uber i'm thinking about my safety so i don't know how i would go from being in the uber 
to then hook him up with the guy. I mean, maybe it was like Thierry Henry or something. <laughs> then I would like deliberately, yeah, I'll deliberately uh, je ne sais quoi, like go and sit at the front. Now, I wouldn't be that bored. Maybe I'll just sit at the back and make eye contact through the, um, the, the, the mirror and kind of like see how that goes. But yeah, I'm intrigued to how this works. Um, in short, and I'll be, in fact, I'll be very honest. I am um, like, the book at this moment in time has always going through a first draft and I don't actually make too much reference to her actually in the book. And it's because actually I don't want to, I mean, I do focus on um, the conversation we're having now. Um, as to a lot of like the sexual experiences or experiences with women, and and when I mean experience of women, I mean I picked up women who've um, been sexually assaulted, um, women who have flirted, um, people who have told me stories in regards to sex, etc., etc. So that is essentially what that chapter is about, and there's a wide range of stories in that chapter. Um, but as to how the conversation or how it starts, it's not how it starts. Is just a case of like you have, you're having a conversation with someone and you, you, have, a, you have a common ground or they, you have a lot in common and there's a, there's a need or a feel to want to, to want to continue the conversation. And that's essentially how it happened. Once we exchanged details, in the back of my mind, I was like, I, I broke a rule, you know? And yeah, I broke a rule. And I was still back and forth from London and Barcelona. She was aware of that at the time. And, you know, just one thing led to another, really. Not then, I'm just talking about as to just seeing someone. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think, like, I completely, um, I think, like, we're in the, the age that we live in now, we're so lucky that there are no longer any boxes that we need to fit in. Um, I know, like, that's something that I've struggled with, like, personally, in terms of, like, you know, this is the right thing to do and this is the way that you need to do things and you know that that's something that i like i'm very disciplined in that but i think we're very lucky to live in a time where there are no boxes so if you do meet someone and you meet them and they're you know in you know they're they're your passenger and you pick them up and they become the love of your life like amazing as long as it's done in the right way i think that's what's important like i don't think you you know we're very lucky to live in a time where we don't have those boxes anymore, where it's like, oh my God, this is really bad and this is awful. You know, we're in a time where actually, you know, I can see how that could happen, you know, and I can understand how that could happen. And, you know, I think it's, it's about when it does happen that it's done in the right way that's comfortable for both people, then I guess it's fine. But I, I don't know if I would do that. I, I think I, like, I, would know, I wouldn't know where to begin. I mean, I'm, and, and it's, it's funny you say that because I don't think anyone plans, oh, I don't think anywhere. I don't think anyone plans on the happening. It just, it just happens. So like, as I said before, it was a rule of mine. Do not get involved in any way, shape or form. Because things that happen prior to that. Super hot, huh? So you say that again? You must have been super hot, huh? I know, I know, I know. If I'm honest, I don't even know how I was dressed that day. I mean, that, so you say that again? disciplined and then you know this is a rule of you and then she comes along and you break it she must have been bloody hot oh so i thought you were talking about me um, <laughs> <laughs> um hot as well it's fine you see flirting with an new driver so i said again i said you're hot as well don't worry thank you no um <laughs> you know that was it, a joke. no i know that i mean it just it, it it just happened as to just the conversation and exchanging details it wasn't something i planned it just happened and as to her in particular, we're still cool. So it's not a case of 
like you're seeing someone for a period of time and then you just disappear into the night. Still cool today. I mean, she can message me if she wants. I think we probably exchange messages probably we're in July now. So I don't know, let's say maybe a month ago. So like, yeah. 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 Um, you said something um, moments and moments ago, but prior, which I wanted to not pick you up on, but I wanted to continue. Oh, so we're talking about um, flirting with a driver. Um, another friend has told me something very similar. And in regards to actually it being a safety mechanism, um, do you understand that? And can you explain it? You might have explained it already, but do you well, want to elaborate? Like, as in flirting with a driver makes you feel safe. No, and see, like, I found this a bit strange at the time as well, but, I mean, it might be something, well, because I find it strange, it doesn't mean it's something that doesn't happen. So, may, it might, and when she said flirt, it might be a case of, like, she opens dialogue and conversation with a driver so that there's a sense of them both being comfortable and something may not happen to her. I mean, I, I'm just throwing these words out. I don't even make sense. Ah... Uh... I'm a bit like, so I, I think that when you start to open a dialogue or when you start to flirt, you invite a certain level of comfortability, which then can very quickly escalate to other things. So I wouldn't, I don't think flirting is, I, I don't link that to feeling safe. I would feel safe when I don't engage at all, because then I've drawn the boundaries and I've drawn the line that where I'm not. Here, I'm here to for the service I've paid and I want to get from A to B and again like I said it's about how you feel so I could get into a, a taxi and I could have the best conversation like I said to you and I come out of it and there's so many learns and I'm like oh my god that was amazing I never thought that or I need to write that down that was such a great thing that this guy said you know so I think it's it's subjective, like every situation is different, but I definitely wouldn't flirt and have a dialogue in order to feel safe. In order to feel safe, I'll just say nothing and I'll be completely quiet, completely disengaged. And then when my drop-off comes, I'll go and that was it. Um, on the back of something I said previously, and I'm just, again, I'm thinking aloud, not to say that it's an intelligent question. Can you see why there are stories of girls sleeping with drivers and i'm talking about um uh, um in a way that's not conducive in a way um in in, in, a, in a way that's done properly can you see why it happens and, and, I'm, and just to give you a scenario you get into a cab you're talking to someone who you don't know you end up having a really really good conversation he's a good looking guy um you happen to exchange details or you find yourself at the end of the journey thinking to yourself actually he's the type of person that I'll probably go out with. Um, can you see why those type of things happen? Or uh, is there, I mean, yeah, let me not preempt. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's, it's skating on thin ice. Um, I think that if there's a guy that I, I fancy, he's really good looking, we have great conversation. Um, what I might do if, if necessary is maybe I'll take his details. I wouldn't give mine. I'll take his details and I'll have a think about it and then I'll contact him where we can meet um, at a more, may, maybe not whilst he's at work. Like, you know, I can meet him and then feel the situation better. Um, but even that, like, is pretty, it's a pretty bosy thing to do for me. Like, I, I just very much would separate, like, this is, I'm here and this guy's at work and, I need to respect that as well. It's not just about him respecting me being a passenger. Um, okay. I, 
expect that he's also at work. So me making those advances is also inappropriate on my part, you know? So I think, I, I don't know how I'll navigate that because I, I think I'd want to be mindful that this person's at work. Equally, if I was at work and someone was like flirting with me, asking for my details, that could put me in a compromising position in front of clients, in front of my boss, you know, irrespective of whether the person was Thierry Henry, you know? So, like, I just think, I, I, I don't know, like, you know, again, if I'm getting the vibe that there's something there, maybe I might be like, okay, do you know what? Like, I'm going to do it. Let's, let me take his details. And, or I, I suppose you have their details on the phone. So maybe I could, like, mm-hmm. contact him after and send a cheeky message. I don't know. Um, you might be able to send, I'm not too sure. Um, well, certainly I won't be able to contact you after the journey is finished. I mean, the only thing, the only way I'll be able to contact you is if you've left something in the car, I can say you've left something in the car. And then actually, I think even via the app, you can respond by saying, no, you haven't. And then obviously that kind of would close dialogue. And obviously if you have left something in the car, then obviously then you would, you would get my details or Uber would, or whatever the, the ride sharing app. Um, platform is will share my details and you can contact me there are times when people have left things in a car and they've asked me can i give your contact details and they've done so and you know they have my details yeah i think like you know i can see that again going back to just like we're we're living in an amazing time where there are no boxes and boundaries so we can flex things a little bit more so it depends on the situation but i think it's also important to be aware that it's not just about you it's also about the other person like they are also at work and this is their job and they're not here because they're bored they're here because this is their job so you have to respect that as well um i think that's really important and the other thing as well um that's important to me is i feel like um how we view sex now is so um you know it's i, I just I think that, you know, of course, like sex is a beautiful thing and and all of this stuff. But I think maybe we've watered it down so much that it's so easily accessible. I think maybe that's another conversation and a bigger story, maybe. happen like you can't just get into an uber I mean you can I can't I'm not again like I said I'm speaking for myself I would like I want the romance like you know I can't just get into an uber and then we like you drive around the corner and then we sleep together you know like I, I, I don't know like maybe you say something you take me like we go out and I get to know you a little bit better I don't know like my views on just the whole thing I just it, it just feels a little bit too watered down for me I definitely agree I mean as you were spe- as you were speaking there's an I mean I just took one or two notes as to something I said like like this is the beauty of um even me to an extent even sharing my experiences and even writing the book there are a lot of things that obviously there's a lot in the book but there are experiences that are not in the book and there are times when I'm, I mean I've, I had this today actually where I had almost like a deja vu moment where I was thinking about experiences taking people to the airport I mean I picked up people and I go through it very briefly I picked up someone maybe early in the morning it was like a Sunday morning and she was going to the airport I think it was Gatwick airport and she had just broken up with her boyfriend or just had a real disagreement with her boyfriend and he was supposed to take her to the airport and then you just find um and you find yourself in situations where I don't want I don't want to call myself a counselor but you find yourself in interesting situations where you're having real conversation where you um you might be given a male perspective as to the situation, or you may be actually just 
an ear, you know, because sometimes people want to yeah. vent and people want to have a conversation yeah. and people want to express yeah. how they feel. And that's what I love about getting taxis and cabs and Ubers. So I, um, similar to this girl that you picked up um, that was coming out of a breakup, I had one of my lowest moments um, was in uh, an Uber. So I was moving um, from a flat that I shared um, with a partner at the time. We'd broken up and I was moving from that flat into another flat and I did it via Uber. I don't know why, I think, I guess part of the whole breakup process, you lose your mind, right? So you're not like thinking about getting a van. So anyway, I got an Uber. I had two Ubers booked. So one went and I came back and I got on the other one. And as I was unloading my boxes out of the Uber into my new flat, I was crying. I was in so much tears because I've just, you know, like I'm leaving this relationship and it was like such a tough time and like definitely a really, really low point. And the Uber driver said to me um, um, that when you hit rock bottom, the only way is up. That's what he said. And literally, and we had a conversation. He said to me that he came out of a relationship that he thought was, you know, this was it and this was his life. And then he, you know, they broke up and he, similar to me, felt like my world's over. Like this is the worst thing that can ever, can ever happen. And he remarried and he's had kids and he's really happy. And, you know, like he, he had that conversation. But the one thing that stuck to me at this point, I've left like this entire world of being with someone for such a long time and I'm now moving. And he said, you know, when, um, when you hit rock bottom, the only way is up. And it's like such a small thing, but it stuck with me and it made me like feel so much better about moving into this new place. And it made me feel so empowered and, you know, just like look at the situation from a different perspective, but like, you might feel like you're at your worst right now. And someone else just speaks to you and says, actually, the only way is up. Like, you know, you're, this is your, your, already going up by moving into a new place in this beautiful Victorian house, like the only way is up. Um, so uh, those moments. Us, us drivers, man, we, we've seen it all. I mean, we've heard all, we've heard loads of different types of stories. So by and large, I mean, we're full of, full of wisdom, let's say anyway. And I say that with um, a bit of humor. There's nothing we haven't seen by way of on our journeys. Ah, you spoke about Come on, you spoke about, um, let's say, respect. You spoke about, obviously, drivers being mindful, let's say, of, of passengers. But at the same time, um, people need to bear in, bear in mind the driver as well as to he's actually working, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, there have been times when, and I spoke about having to give back people their belongings and things of that nature. There have been times when I've been asked to, oh, no, no, sorry. I received the message from my application saying that someone's left something in the car, blah, blah, blah. And then we've exchanged details. And then I've met the person. And then I've had this really, what would be a really odd interaction. And I won't probably go into too much. In fact, I will go into detail. The person said, like, if you're ever in the area, you can pop round. And I've kind of had, like, that weird... Like, yes, like, yes, yes, I'll be there. No, 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 that's not, that's, that's, that's not, that's not <laughs> what's happened. And... I, I've always said this, and I might have said, said this to you before, just like, just in passing. I'm very naive to what would be hints. Like, for me, if you're trying to make... Oh, yeah. Oh. Sorry, say that again? I'm quite naive to hints as well. 
So for me, you have to be very direct. So if there's something you're asking, you need to be very direct, um, kind of like skirting around it. I'm not really going to understand what you're talking about. So I remember like, I've, I mean, I've explained this to either to other, other riders, passengers, or in particular, I've, I've mentioned this to my friends. They know like, she was trying to sleep with you. Like, I, it, couldn't, it couldn't have been more obvious. Not more obvious, but I mean, she was dropping hints as to, I mean, you've got her contact details already. I mean, she's asking you to pop round when you've got a bit of free time. I mean, what else is she asking for? Um, yeah. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in there because that would be fun. That would be fun for you. Like you finish your ride, stop off, go, and then what would you then shower? Would she then make you like some lunch so you can go back and carry on working after? Um, who knows? But I mean, as I said, like my whole mindset was <laughs> my whole my my whole my mindset was like, hey, I didn't really want to find myself in a compromising situation, but also. I feel I'm on the clock. So just say I'm out. Um, just say, um, okay, just say I did pop back. That's two, three hours or X amount of time that I'm not on the road. And I actually equated it to that because I was back in London for, just say I was back in London for two, three weeks. I had during COVID. No, don't be so silly in COVID. I'm talking about, <laughs> this, is, this is a long time ago. So this is long before anything such as COVID-19 even existed. Well, I think they call it, yeah, they, they, yeah. Um, that's interesting. Do you not worry, though, that if someone, and again, like, I have to be really mindful about what I'm saying, but if someone can invite you and say, if you're ever in the area, come over. Um, as a man, because I know women are different, we, we, we're, we think different, um, but as a man, does that excite you or does that worry you? Um... I'm going to speak in general, all right? I think in... I really do believe in general, like, for some men, it would excite them. But as I told you, like, I had an aim and objective. This was a phase um, as to I was doing this job or I was in this situation because I was trying to get from A to B. Now, if I think about where I was at that time, I was probably nowhere near, I don't want to say nowhere near, but I, I, I wasn't at the stage where I am now where I feel essentially the book is done. And even with the book, and I don't want to play, play this down, the book was one of two or three things that I was doing at, this, at, the, at that moment in time. And I'm quite excited that the book is coming out, but I couldn't compromise myself for short-term pleasure. Um... That I just I just found that insane. I mean, even even with the point of me actually exchanging details, and, and I'm not going to pretend I've exchanged details with a few people actually. And it's never it's never always it's never necessarily always been sexual. So there's been a couple of times where people want to just exchange IG um, handles or IG contacts, um, and there's been times when people wanted to exchange numbers and Facebook, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera no need for me to get into obviously why that's been because there's so many different i mean i've had this conversation on other episodes as well some of it is out of they genuinely want to continue the conversation a lot of them might be in situations already and i wouldn't really want to compromise those situations and there's been times when people were like actually i think you'll be a good laugh actually on a night out let's exchange details and then potentially go out but again obviously i've got my own agenda when i mean own agenda i mean I know I'm only here for a small window in a small period of time. So I could be in London for three weeks. I didn't have time for anything. I had time to work and then to leave. And that was the case for the past two years, if I'm honest. So 
like as to what was your question i mean how do men or how would how, how do i like approach the situation of course cool it, it can be flattering and quite um tempting potentially but you need to you need to bear a number of things um in mind i mean you've been given her contact details to return to return said item if it doesn't go well if you go into a house and it doesn't go well it things are not looking good for you no and that's and that's what i'm saying is that i think like we can all kind of be led by feelings and being human and be like oh my god she's hot or he's hot and stuff like that but i think we need to also be mindful that um this is you know a work environment and you have a lot to lose and i think at a time you know i know you said these things have happened prior covid but right now more than ever everything is so shaky that losing your job's not really uh, it's not worth the, the the fun human feeling moment um that's crazy yeah um i often i mean like like i've said a couple things like on the podcast and i've said a couple things i'll see in the book as well so i'm and people might be aware anyway so i don't want to call it a thing but there is definitely some sort of and i'm going to say thing again it's not the word i wanted to use as to i'm going to say people i'm not going to say women i'm going to say people sleeping with their 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 cab driver that has definitely been a thing since i've been a driver I've heard of that. I've never heard of anyone sleeping with an Uber driver. Never until you told me this like two days ago. Never heard of it. Cool. So that has definitely been a thing. And the reason why I said that is because of my own experiences and my own experiences in. It makes sense now why they flirt and comment because it's a thing. They're probably like, you know, this is a thing. Let me try and feel out this thing. Let me not play um, ignorant or naive. So like. Like there's a thing called fake taxi, like in, by way of like a type of porn. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm a bit embarrassed. I'm going to hear these things. It's just going to scare me. I'll probably never be able to get a taxi again. No, so no, no. So let me, let me, let me, let me, like not dispel things. So not, not everybody thinks that way. So even like when when I'm driving someone, I'm not thinking, oh, she's hot, she's this, she's that, so on and so forth. I've got my no. I might acknowledge in my mind that you're good looking, but I'm definitely not going to go out of my way to. Yeah say yeah. something or even actually turn to actually make you feel uncomfortable by way of um i, I don't want to say i'm dressing you with my eyes but i mean I, i'm not going to turn to look at you to see what you're wearing i don't i don't i don't even have the sort of time to be doing that by, by way of taking my eyes off the road is potentially dangerous so i would i would never go i, I don't go i don't go out of my way to to do those do those type of things but i can't pretend that these narratives are not out there. And these weren't narratives that I put in the air. These are narratives that were already there when I became a driver, when people told me these things were happening, when people, when passengers came in my car and asked me about my experiences. And then when I was a bit confused, people told me, no, this is happening, X, Y, Z, so on and so forth. They told me their stories from what they heard from other drivers. And then I may potentially, in fact, yeah, because I was still getting cabs at times. So I would get into a cab and then I may have a conversation with a cab driver and then he will tell me some stories. And I'm not talking about by way of him actually sleeping with women. Um, it might be a case of A, that happening, um, exchanging details, but at the same time, stories of like them flirting with him 
Um, and to like, in addition to my point, I began thinking, actually, is this a case with all people who potentially are drivers? So I've had conversation with coach drivers. Um, I can't think of what other type of drivers are there. But I mean, I've had conversations with those type of drivers as well. And they've told me, yeah, they've had experiences. And they have been... I've heard about like removal vans where they help you move. And then they're like strong and muscly carrying your furniture. And then you invite them in. I mean, this sounds like a Desperate Housewife episode. You invite them in and then you get cozy with them. Um, so I've heard that. Um, and that's like a cliche kind of thing, but certainly not from taxis. Um, that's definitely a new one. Well, yeah. Well, it happens. I mean, it does happen. And it's a case of... I think it's important to be professional at all times. Um, I'm not encouraging this in any way, shape or form uh, because the conversations I have had with people is people do find love at work and it's probably no different for drivers who are at work as well. But at the same time, probably more so than anybody else, drivers need to be more mindful, um, more mindful because of some of the obvious, really. I mean, yeah, I think the landscape's a lot different. Um, I don't know why, but it's just different. Yeah. Um, I had a couple more questions. So I know I know women who have said they they prefer to use a bus rather than get a cab because of stigmas and stories such as some of the ones that I've, or the, some of the ones that we've actually had conversations about. Are you a bus or are you a cab person? I would never get on a bus. Like, how long is it going to take you to get somewhere in a bus? It like stops every like two minutes. I'm deaf person and is there a difference between really quickly really fast and that's it and is there is there a difference between a minicab and a taxi all-round experience 100 percent and what type of experience like a, black, a black cab and then the apps yeah what's the difference you tell me yeah, huge difference um so like i think that the mini cabs, the, the black taxis, I tend to find are... I, I don't know like whether Uber drivers are using their own cars or Bolt drivers are using their own cars, but I tend to find sometimes black taxis are better kept. Um, I don't know whether it's because they... I don't know what, how, how they manage those things, but I think they, it feels like they're better kept in terms of like tidiness, um, they're obviously much more expensive, so that's a, that's a, a downer for them. Um, and also, I think the people who generally who gen who generally are black taxi drivers seem to be people who've been doing it for a really long time. They know the roads, they know the trade. They're like an older person. I don't know. Like again, we're stereotyping here. Whereas with the apps. I think, you know, sometimes you can get a car that's like super tidy, super clean. Sometimes you can get a car that's like not great. Like I've repo reported a car before for being a little bit smelly. Um, like, you know, so I have done that and it wasn't smelly in the sense of like it's uncomfortable. It was really smelly, like really uncomfortable smelly. Um, so, you know, there has been situations of that. And then also, like I said at the beginning of the conversation, I think with the apps, it does feel like everyone and anyone can be a driver. And so sometimes you get people who um, just are a little bit off, like, you know, a little bit too left field. 
So I think those are the differences, like the stark differences. And then obviously, like I said, you know, it's much easier, much quicker to get a, um, a bolt than it is to get a taxi. I'm quite lucky where I live, there's a black taxi rank just across the road. But for the most part, like you can't access a black taxi that easily. They're usually in specific areas. Um, so, you know, it's much quicker and much more efficient to just use an app. Cool. Um, my next question was actually about you maybe telling me about your experiences, but I think we've kind of gone through that already as to, I mean, you told me about throwing up, um, about your experiences obviously during the day and your experiences in the evening. So my final question is, what would your advice to be, what, sorry, what would your advice to drivers be based on this topic and experiences women go through? I think that my advice would be, um, I think, re you know, like remain professional because this is your job and, you know, you're not doing this for fun. We all have goals of where we need to go to. So I think remain professional. Um, but I would also say be human as well, because whilst we say remain professional, like I said, there have been some amazing and beautiful moments. Like you, you said with the girl who broke up with her ex, when I broke up with my ex, like, you know, on that day, if I had a driver who perhaps was very um, just professional and very stark and he saw me crying, this guy like came out, helped me with the boxes, you know, he encouraged me like, you know, so be human, but be professional and, you know, be kind as well. Like we all on both sides, you know, like we all here and we all in this together. So just be human, be kind and remain professional. That's my advice. Cool. Um, I was going to say, I know we discussed this actually off air. Um, what's next for yourself? Is there anything that you'd like to make the listeners aware of? Or <laughs> No. <laughs> nothing, nothing I want to make anyone aware of. I really, like, I think I was, I was in two minds about doing this. It's exciting to be able to have these conversations, and particularly a conversation like this, I think, is something that does need to happen. I'm so happy that you're doing this book and talking about this, because it's certainly... I haven't heard of any of this stuff, you know, when you came up to me and said, you know, like people are, are sleeping with Uber drivers and stuff, never heard of it. So I think it's definitely a conversation, a subject that needs to be had, especially because we're talking about so much these days. So I think that's amazing. And, you know, I'm so excited for you. I'm sure you'll fly absolutely high. Um, I hope I've been able to kind of like, um, you know, have, have an honest conversation, but also not pinning this specifically on anyone because it's a two-way street um but yeah i want to stay under the radar so nothing anyone needs to be aware of <laughs> oh, no, no that's fine sorry gonna say that i yeah. said under the radar is such a zen and beautiful place to be i couldn't agree more and actually what I have found very difficult about actually writing this book is I actually like to keep a lot to myself and I don't believe everybody needs to know everything about you. So this has been a very, it's been, it's been liberating because you're kind of expressing um, A, how you feel and some of the things that you've actually gone through. But at the same time, I think there are things, or well, maybe a couple of things in the book um, that I would have, you know, maybe under normal circumstances, I wouldn't have shared maybe in a book. Um, but I think there's some, I think there's some teachable moments. I think there's some definitely 
some teachable moments because this is not um, a tell-all storybook. This is not something that's gonna you're gonna find in um, um, I know in 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 a publication. Dare I say? Um, yeah. So no. Yeah. Thank you. Um, thank you for your time. Um, I really appreciate you sharing your experiences and also your knowledge and your insight. I mean, the book again, obviously, is not. A, it's definitely not about sex. It's a small part of the book but i felt it was really really important to have this type of dialogue whether i'm in the right or whether i'm in the wrong as to some of my experiences and maybe things that i've done and even approaches i think is really really important to put the mirror up by your by your face and actually you know i don't know if i need to be held to account as to something i've done then i'm quite comfortable in doing so so um yeah thank you oh no you do amazing like you have to try right so you do amazing the first step is doing it so you definitely do amazing thank you much appreciated and we all well you sure. owe me a favor now by the way so just letting you know you know i've done this for you you owe me a favor nothing's yes. in this world yes i owe you so i, I definitely about what i think about what i need maybe i might like one day need a free uh, ride somewhere but what I really need, and you can't help me with, is I need to get my ratings back up. My ratings are so bad because I just like, I, I just, I'm not a drinker. Like I have like one or two drinks and I'm finished. I've done that so many times on like my race. I, I'm sure Uber won't pick me up. So what is your rating? I don't know because I deleted the app. What do you think it was? Let me tell you why I deleted the app. This is a really funny one. I'm quite embarrassing. So, um, I went out um, for my birthday two years ago um, with a bunch of friends, had a really amazing dinner party. Um, and then this, is, this, this would have been um, maybe a year or a year and a half after that breakup I was talking about. And so I'd you know, done the work of just kind of, you know, I said like being under the radar, I think it's really important to um, just, just be with you and learn you and you know, part of that was at the end of the year, my birthday is always at the end of the year. So um, I decided actually, you know, I've, I've done really well and I'm in a good place. I want to go out and I want to celebrate. And so I did and I, I had champagne on the table and we had shots, ended up throwing up in the Uber and it cost me £135 and I disputed it because I thought it was way too much. I completely disputed it and I, 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 I detested and I said, I'm not going to pay this i'm not this is way too much i kept going back and forth with them in emails they even sent me photographs of my sick everywhere and i was like it doesn't warrant 135 pounds so i deleted the app because i didn't want to pay and then i got scared and thought if i don't pay um what if i get like a court judgment thing you know you can get like a court county judgment thing right so i yeah. got really scared like two weeks after not paying and then i paid it and after I paid, I said, I will never get an Uber again. I've deleted the app and never used it since. So I need to bolt. And the same thing will probably happen on bolt. I'll go out somewhere. I'm such a lightweight. And then end up throwing up and they'll charge me and I'll have another dispute again. It's so annoying. But I actually haven't had any um, alcohol for uh, a really long time. Just because, you know, I'm just not a drinker. Like, I've never been a drinker. So whenever I have like a drink i just get tipsy like i would have one glass of white wine and i'm tipsy i'm very much the same actually yeah and i'm not a bad drunk i'm not someone who's like who are you you know help you forget me. <laughs> i 
I'm not like that. Like when I get drunk, everyone's my friend. Like I invite the bar people to come and join the party. Um, I'm, I'm a very happy drunk. So everything is amplified. Everything's a little bit more exciting. So I guess the, the throwing up becomes even more exciting. <laughs> so yeah, I don't Uber anymore, unfortunately, after that. I could never, like 135 pounds. Was that for the, that, that was for you throwing up and the ride or just throwing yeah, up? Yeah, that was at the time. So yeah, it was, I, I mean, like the journey wasn't that long. I don't want to say where I live or where I'm going, but the journey wasn't that long. So it was the, the, the journey was probably 20 minutes was the journey from picking me up from this bar where I had, had a dinner party to home was probably about 20 minutes. I would say 25 minutes max. And that journey cost me 135 pounds. Yeah. Um, and how long ago was that, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, maybe about two years ago. I'm well, no, the reason why I say that is because I know there might be things in place as to what would be a standardized fee for someone throwing up. Um, um, and I don't know if those things were in place. Honest, I don't know even too much about it because I've never charged someone for throwing up in my car. I, I wasn't even aware of those things until um, another driver schooled me. They have to charge so that they can have it cleaned and that's what that's the money they'll use to pay for the cleaning so they're not out of pocket. And I understand that, but £135 is insane. And I'm a little person, like I don't have £135 worth of sick in my body. It's still funny though. I know. I like to be witty. I try to be witty. So yeah, so that was that. I was like, never again. So then I, I'm now, I use Bolt a couple of times and I just think it's like exactly the same thing. I use Get and it's so expensive. And then the other day I had to annoyingly use a black cab because I was like racing somewhere. So, oh, it's just ridiculous. Like it's a lot, but it's useful. I guess so. I mean, it's there for convenience. Yeah. I think what's what's a really bad rating? I've seen. Well, you didn't quite tell me what yours was, but I mean, I've seen I've seen threes before, and I'm like, actually, I don't need this. I've done it once or twice. When I've I've seen... I think I'm a four. Um, what? Just a four or four point something? I think it's 4.0 or something like that. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I'm honest, I do, when I see people's ratings, I do look and I think to myself and I kind of base it on how I approach it as to, well, if someone had time to actually give you that rating, or, or first and foremost, it's unlikely it would have been one rating that's caused your four. It would have been maybe um, a series of uh, misdemeanors that would have caused you to have a bad rating. And that, I might question it, but like, more often than not, I, I, think, I didn't really care. But I also think it's important to think about, like, when you're getting into an Uber, you're not, like, for me, the incidences happen because that's the time. So, like, I've gone out for, so, for example, this incident, I've had a dinner party for my birthday, I'm getting an Uber home. It's highly likely I'm going to throw up. The other time I went out um, to drinks, and then I got an Uber back, so... And then, you know, so the three occasions where I have thrown up in an Uber haven't been that that is who I am. That's three isolated like incidences in the space of maybe five years. Three incidences of throwing up in an Uber in five years is absolutely nothing. But for a driver, 
you deem that as high because those are the times we get a taxi. Like, I'm not going to get a taxi during the day. I'll jump on the train. Um, and if I'm going to, I don't know, a friend's house down the road, I might get a taxi, but not really. It's the times when you do go out, you've had a drink, that you're like, actually, I'm going to get a taxi home. So I'm not fit to get on the tube or like, you know, whatever. So like they are isolated, but they you like, I feel like the, the way it's looked at is a little bit unfair because in the space of five years, three throwing up instances is absolutely nothing. I guess so. No, I, I actually agree with you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I do agree with you. Yeah. I'm laughing, yeah. but I agree. Yeah. I'm not going to share that one of the throwing up instances was really bad, but I won't share that. I need to like save myself. I'm, I'm a, I'm a woman. I'm a lady. I need to save myself. <laughs> oh my god! But I think it's fun, and I think it's so good that we have these, um, this technology, and we have these opportunities to do this kind of things. And you know, um, it's it's good. And you know, we're living in an, in an amazing time, and sometimes we take that for granted. You know, like it it it, be, it becomes so normal and so mundane that you can just click and get a cab. We live in a really great time, and I think we should appreciate that, and and you know we should um, enjoy it, and we should also be respectful of it. That it's a two-way street, you know. It's, it's not just you're paying, so you're entitled to A, B, C, D. Actually, this person's working, so they're entitled to some level of respect, and you know as well. Well said. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> on that note, I will fare you. Well, on that note, thank you. Ciao. Ciao. Bye. <laughs>